Hello. Hello again. Hi. You all set? Yeah, good to go. All right. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Craft Business Life podcast. My name is Lee Solomon. This is a podcast uh, mostly about actors and sometimes other related artists and different people and how they do what they do and living in New York and all that kind of stuff. I'm excited about my guest today. Um, one of the reasons being that he uh, uh, is not only an actor, but he's also on the technical side of carpentry and other theater technical uh, work, which, you know, um, usually you don't see someone who does both. Usually it's one or the other, and they're kind of two separate worlds. So I'm very excited to talk to somebody who actually does both and can talk about uh, what what it's like to do both, and of course, uh, doing technical work as another way to to gig and to make money and everything. Uh, I've certainly known plenty of of technical people uh, who do very well. So anyway, excited to talk about that uh, among other things. Uh, Colin Colford is my guest today. Colin, thank you so much for doing this. You got it. Hi everybody. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. So you and I met, of course, just like um, I guess the other day and some other people I'm going to have on because you were in uh, this production of As You Like It recently with the Rogue Players, um, which, again, uh, they seem to be a really terrific, terrific company um, from everything I can tell. And Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, from what I understand, that was also your first acting gig in New York. You've acted other places, but but that was your first one in New York. Is that right? Well, acting, no. Um, so I think you're getting that from my bio that I sent? Yeah. That was for uh, a different production of As You Like It. That oh, was I'm back... sorry. No, it's all good. It's all good. It's confusing. <laughs> um, yeah, I did another production of As You Like It last fall, mm. um, and that that was my first show in New York. Oh, okay. Well, good. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All right. Very cool. Um, so, uh, uh, again, I want to talk in general about, you know, how it is for you doing both the technical side and the acting side um, and everything else. And you're also a musician, right? Yeah. Yeah, I am. What do you do in that vein? Not much right now in terms of getting out and playing. I just play guitar in my, in my room, in my apartment, having fun. Good way to let off steam. Cool. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do, you, um, do you sing or anything, or you just play guitar? Have you have you been in yeah. bands or? I, I sing. Um, I yeah, I was in a band when I was high school, college age. We had some fun, but um, haven't done much with that since then. Right. Yeah. It's basically just a hobbyist at this point. Gotcha. Well, nothing wrong with that. And anybody who can play music, even as a hobby, I'm, I'm quite uh, admiring and, and envious of. So, so uh, that's oh, cool. Thank you. So, um, I always like to start these by asking what you're working on or what's taking up your time and your focus right now. You mentioned to me off the air that you are in a show at the moment. Yeah, and this is funny. I'm in another production of As You Like It by William Shakespeare. When it rains, it pours, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> my girlfriend was saying, you were just fated to be in this play for the rest of your life, aren't you? Apparently. Um, <laughs> yeah, um, this one is with the Hudson Shakespeare Company, mm-hmm. and they do a couple shows um, as kind of summer tours across New Jersey. They go out to different um, public, public spots, parks and libraries in different towns in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. So we're uh, we're in the middle of the June tour of As You Like It. Um, and we, yeah, we're touring out. We, we do three or four shows a week, um, kind of Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday nights. Um, and I'm having a blast. It's a really great cast. And, uh, yeah. After this, though, I'm going to try and take a break from this particular play, if I can. <laughs> if it doesn't keep <laughs> you around, yeah. Well, it's kind of a yeah. funny double coincidence because your colleague from the Rogue production, Joe Staten, 
I remember he mentioned it when I was with you guys, and he mentioned it again to me on, on the podcast the other day when he was on, that um, when he was doing yours, he was simultaneously finishing another one of the same play as well. Yeah, yeah, he mentioned that to me too. Yeah, you Everyone's doing the play. As <laughs> they're all over this thing. So, uh, in your case, though, the, the three different times, has it been all different roles for you? Yeah, yeah. So that was lucky for me. I didn't have to get, you know, overloaded with one part. So I got to play different parts in each different production. Right. Very good. Um, cool. And so you're doing the Hudson thing right now. And um, do you have any kind of day job as well? Or do you just kind of go from gig to gig with the with the technical work or whatever? Yeah, I'm doing I'm doing no uh, technical stuff. Um, actually, about sixty percent of what I do because I'm a freelancer, so I kind of just yeah I kind of go from job to job in right. terms of the day jobs. Right. Um, but a lot of what I do is I work for companies that do um, events. Mm-hmm. And so I've been going out to actually it's funny I've been going out to New Jersey, um, out to a, a a kind of warehouse shop um, in Secaucus. Um, and, uh, just kind of doing a lot of, like, some heavy lifting, some, like, um, packaging things to get shipped out to different venue locations in the city and elsewhere, and just keeping busy that way. Sure. And so, what's your background that led you to that aspect of your life? I mean, are you, uh, I don't know, I don't know, I, uh, I can't think of the term, are you, like, a certified, um, carpenter or something like that? <laughs> I like to think so. Yeah. There's not really a. I don't. I'm not aware of a like a, a carpenters guild of America that you get certified through. Right. Um. You kind of. I really learned a lot on a job, and my first job in carpentry was. Um. I was straight out of college. It was my first year out of school, and uh, I applied to a job on Craigslist of all places. Um, and the, the, their listing said, no experience required. We're hiring a carpenter apprentice. Um, we're a residential contractor, so we, we do remodeling and some new construction in the, uh, the North Shore area of Massachusetts, which is where I was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I started that. I did that job for six months, and I had to learn a lot. And it was really easy for me to learn because I was working with, like, kind of gruff, Boston area guys, and when you're working with people like that and they want you to know how to do something, they're going to make sure that you learn fast. And so it was kind of like I felt like I was getting uh, uh, not yelled at, but definitely like, you got to get it together, man. So I, I learned a lot in that six months. And uh, after that job, um, I wanted to get back in the theater. So after that, I, I started just freelancing. Um, there was one company I worked for in Massachusetts that was a, a scene shop um, and that also built and installed dance floors. Mm-hmm. So I learned how to do that, and I just I just picked up as much as I could on a day-to-day basis, just like, oh, that's how you put that kind of thing together, and if we were trying to do this kind of project, this is how we'd approach it, and these are all the different tools and hardware and all that. Um, I just tried to be a sponge as much as I could. And I'm still learning. There's still some, I mean, like, there's some things that I'm like, if you were going to ask me to do that, I'd say that is still above my level of expertise. So, yeah, it's, sure. a, it's, a, it's an exciting, uh, exciting way to live. Absolutely. And, you know, what, I, I love a couple of things about that story. I mean, first of all, you know, people are always so afraid of, you know, doing things, you know, without some kind of formal training or how am I going to know how to do this? And so often people learn things just by jumping in head first and, and somebody teaches them, you know? And yeah, uh, yeah. like you said, you know, a lot of people, I think, learn those kind of trades that where you know, you were working with real guys that, that you really had to uh, take seriously. And uh, I think that's great. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, um, and obviously, yeah, you can't, uh, you can't fake what you don't know in that kind of thing because, uh, you know, the, the final yeah. product doesn't lie. We're dealing with physical, 
physical structures and things here. Yeah, yeah, and you definitely want to prioritize safety. So, of course, and it's hard sometimes. It's hard when you got a lot of guys. I mean, and I'm being honest, it, it was mostly guys. Not many, uh, not many females in in the construct like residential construction area, which is yeah. you know it is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you're in those situations and somebody says like, "Hey, we're got to do this," mm-hmm. and you feel uncomfortable doing it. Mm-hmm. it's important to be honest and it's hard to be honest, but yeah. if you say like, Oh yeah, I can do that. And then you are, you know, if it's a heavy machinery kind of thing, you might potentially be putting yourself or your coworkers in danger. So you got to yeah, own up. You know, I didn't even think of that. Obviously, of course, that's the, uh, that's the even more important aspect. So, um, so, you know, you said you started doing it just cause it was a job and then you learned on the job and everything. But once you started, you know, what has motivated you to stick with it? What what'd you like about it? What I like about it is I get to put on clothes that have rips and tears and paint stains on them, and I get to go and, you know, I tell people this. I feel like I've gone to the gym when I get home from work. Oh, yeah. You know, it's a workout. You're keeping active. I'm on my feet all day. Yeah. I'm working with my hands. It's just, you know... I, there was nothing else that really seemed like I could commit to long term without getting bored or wanting to lose my mind. Yeah. Um, and there's certainly times when I wish I wasn't doing this kind of work where it's like, oh man, this day has gone on forever and I'm tired and right. But um, all in all, it's just it it keeps me moving and it and it's exciting. Yeah, and you know, you know, especially these days, it's been said that that you know. There's less and less skilled workers, less and less people who know how to do those kind of physical, tangible things, and and that you know uh, kids growing up and kids yeah. are 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 not uh, encouraged to go those routes, and it's sad, and and there's a lack of that kind of labor out there, and also as you said, you know it, it keeps you in the real world, physical, um, tangible. I I really do. Uh, understand and appreciate that absolutely um so yeah. I think hopefully more people will and more young people will uh will want to do those kind of things and learn those kind of things uh you know going forward yeah yeah and also just to go back to the um kind of uh gender thing it would be great to see more females going into the construction work and i think that i think that there is kind of a move towards that absolutely so. And um, do you ever do other kinds of technical work for theater, like electrical or anything, or mostly just the carpentry? I can do basic electrics. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, something that I tried to pick up on the job. Um, Yeah, I can hang a light, I can focus a light, but if someone was going to tell me, like, okay, can you program this board? I'd say, no, I can't do that. You're going to need someone who knows how to do that. Gotcha. And... You know, do you still consider yourself an actor first? Like, is your goal to ultimately, you know, make a living as an actor? And for now, the the construction and so forth is just a way to make a living? Or or do you, um, you know, do you see yourself wanting to stick with that as a profession uh, long term as well? Um, I'm definitely planning on becoming a working actor and having that be my main source of income. Gotcha. Um, but it's, it's, it's nice to know that I can always go back if there's, if I have like a dry spell or, you know, you never know what's going to happen. So it's a, it's a skill set that's, I think it's going to serve me. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. While, I, mean, so. I mean, you're in a wonderful position in that sense because yeah, you know, as far as backup jobs for actors go, you know, that, that's a great one, and, and, and again, it's a skill that you can always find work in regardless, so absolutely. And I also think, and tell me if you find any, any, any truth to this, you know, uh, it's easy for actors to be thought of as sort of these lofty people, but, you know, so much of acting, um, especially in theater, you know, comes down to sort of very nuts and bolts, you know, no pun intended, but like, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's a job. It's, uh, 
you know, it, it, it can, especially in theater, it can be and has been seen as like a blue collar type job. But I think, you know, my, my point, or what I'm trying to say is that like someone with your kind of background or that other kind of skill set you have, you know, maybe like uh, when it comes to the acting work, your attitude toward it might be more practical, more sort of, you know, get the job done, you know, rather than sort of treat it like this mysterious thing. Does that, does that make any sense to you what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's also just kind of my personality. Like I would rather have a, a list of tasks complete than to be like, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, just intuit everything. Not that like intuition doesn't have a place in acting or anything, mm-hmm. but, uh, I'm the kind of personality where, like, I want to plan out, like, okay, today I'm going to work on the physicality of this character. Yeah. Today I'm going to, like, you know, get the lines under my belt and all that. Yeah, definitely. Very cool. Um, so let's, uh, let's talk about your background and how you ended up here. So you're originally from Massachusetts? Yep, that's right. And you grew up uh, in what area up there? I grew up in a town called North Andover, which is north of Boston. I tell people it's basically in New Hampshire. It's We're, like, on the border of New Hampshire. Okay. Um, and then, yeah, so that was where I grew up. I went to North Andover High School. And then for college, I went to Salem State University in Salem, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. which for me was a 45-minute drive away. So I was close enough to home that I could come back and hang out if I wanted, but still far enough away that I felt like, okay, I'm kind of getting away from the nest a little bit. Um, And, uh, yeah, I went to, I was a uh, BA theater performance major at Salem State. Mm -hmm. Um, Had a good time there. Um, And uh, after that, yeah, after I finished school, um, really I had kind of a wake-up call. I was like, oh, man, I've got to pay rent. And so the the carpentry thing was almost kind of a reaction to just like the real world. Oh man, I should I should learn how to do something that's going to keep me afloat. Right. And uh, yeah, so I did that from yeah 2015 until 2017. Um, and I was trying to balance doing the carpentry stuff along with um, still acting. I was acting in kind of community theaters and local theaters in the area. And uh, then in twenty in the summer of 2017, I did the uh, month-long intensive workshop at Shakespeare and Company, which is in Lenox, Massachusetts, out in the beautiful Berkshires. Yeah. Um, and that was that was a real like defining moment. I was really like, okay, I can I can dive into the acting stuff. It's a really great workshop. I recommend it to. I recommend it to anybody who's alive, but specifically actors, it's awesome. And then after that, I um, met a few people that wanted to move to New York, and I had been thinking that I would wanted to move into a city. Um, I was still kind of floating around in the Salem area, um, which was which is a great area, but I wanted to get into the city. So I was thinking either Boston, maybe New York, but... Um, meeting the connections from the workshop, I was like, okay, I'm going to hop on this bandwagon, get into New York. And uh, I did that the following fall, fall of 2017. I came into New York. And I actually then did like four months um, as a staff carpenter out on Long Island. I was um, working at a theater way out on Long Island. Yeah. Um, and then, so I say, I tell people that I kind of, actually came to the city proper in you know, January of 2018. Oh, okay. And I've been here since then. Got it. Uh, well, yeah, no, so it's all, it's all kind of, you know, that, that trajectory and that, that carpentry ability has, has certainly uh, served you. So, uh, first of all, let's talk about that workshop you were talking about. What, what made that so powerful for you? What was it like? Oh man, it's great. It's, uh, so Shakespeare and Company, I've known since I was 16 because my high school was part of their, they call it the Fall Festival of Shakespeare. And so every year they go out to 10 high schools in the area and uh, 
they each get two directors from Shakespeare and Company, Shakespeare and Company faculty, and they direct a 90-minute cut of a Shakespeare play with the high school kids, um, which they then stage in their high schools. And then for one week, they all come out to Lenox um, and have the fall festival, and they perform their shows at Shakespeare and Company. Oh, um, so that was my first play I ever did was in high school. I was 16, and uh, they were doing Romeo and Juliet. And I had a crush on a girl, and I knew that she was in the drama guild. Yeah. So <laughs> you do what you do. I auditioned for the play. But um, <laughs> so that was the start of that. So Shakespeare Company was there for me right at the beginning. Um, and then so flash forward many years. Um, and uh, yeah, I did the workshop. I had heard it was awesome from a few friends. And it's just, it's a month. You live out there on their campus in the Berkshires, which is beautiful. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, and, and it's, like, it's intensive. We we have class um, from, uh, I don't know, it was, like, 7 or 8 in the morning until 10 at night every day except Monday. So it's six days a week, and you're just going at it. Um, and it's what... I think what makes it so special is that they really care about you as a person and it's certainly geared towards improving your acting, mm-hmm. but they, like their philosophy is that like, you know, theater, it's about people and you have to care about people. And, um, that's kind of the whole thrust of their mission. And so they really, they like, they, t- they take the time for every one of us. There were almost 50 of us in that workshop. They made sure that, like, the environment, as soon as you're in the space with them, you feel taken care of, and you can share anything that you need to share about what's going on with you and what the process is going on like for you, and and there's so much listening. We all got so good at, like, just listening to each other and being there for each other. Um, so, like, the, the bonds that we made with each other was really the foundation, and then from that... Like, it's easy to act well when you trust the people that you're acting with, yeah. like, really, really deeply. Yeah. So that was the whole the whole thrust of the workshop was just, like, you know, be there with the people that you're there with and take care of each other, and everything else will fall into place. It does sound perfect. And was it... Um and was it mostly about Shakespeare, or was it about general acting technique, or all of the above? Um, it was focused on Shakespeare. We spent a lot of time um, focusing in on the iambic pentameter and um, kind of taking one breath with one line and how that felt in our bodies. But then also, there was a lot of time with just like, I mean, <laughs> we stressed a lot, and it was so good. Actually, it was funny. The first week I was there, I I had this experience because we were, like, just on the floor, just, like, deep breathing and letting go and doing all these stretches, and I could feel the effect of all the carpentry sure. having built up over two years at that point. I'd been doing that for a couple of years. I just, like, I could feel where it was you know, kind of like racking my body. I felt like someone, I, I had this experience of lying there on the ground and I felt like someone's giant hand had been like twisting my spine around. Yeah. It was crazy. Um, but after a few weeks at the workshop and just like taking care of ourselves and doing all the stretching, I felt amazing. Um, so there was a lot of like really going deep into like, and we just spent a ton of time like just standing and feeling our feet on the ground and how, how gravity was like working on our bodies and how we were responding and how we were just, it was, it was great. It was really went back to like a root level. That's awesome. Well, we'll definitely post um, the link to that workshop in the episode notes here. So if anybody is interested, uh, they can check it out. Um, yeah. So going back to when you first started back in high school, so you're saying that you hadn't thought about acting or anything until you you kind of wanted to get involved with this thing because of that girl? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I used to think that theater was uh, 
just something that I would never have any interest in. I was like, and I want to get up in front of all these people and like act silly and be weird. And no, no way. Some of my friends when I was in middle school um, did the plays, the middle school plays. And I was like, no way. You're never going to get me up there. But as fate would have it, yeah, the crush on the girl was the uh, <laughs> the motivating factor when I was sixteen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, and it was like it was a pretty immediate switch for me. I was like, you know, setting aside the the crush, I yeah was I was like, this is this is great. You know, yeah. I take back everything I said a few years ago. This is I see why people do this. And then we were able to do more plays the rest of high school after that. Yeah, yeah, I did. Um, I did a few of the musicals. I did Grease, and we did Sweeney Todd, which was awesome. Um, and uh, every year we did a different Shakespeare. So Romeo and Juliet was the first one, and then actually, As You Like It was the second Shakespeare play I did. Of course. And then we did The Winter's Tale. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So a lot of Shakespeare, even at that point. That's great. Um. And, yeah. uh, you know, even, you know, at that level, I mean, I did Shakespeare in high school, too. I guess pretty much everybody does. But, um, you know, as even as at that point as in high school, were you, you know, were you comfortable with Shakespeare? Were you comfortable with the language? Did you feel connected to it? You know, and I got to um, give props to Shakespeare and Company again, because they were my initial exposure to Shakespeare. And they are so good. They're so good with, like, the high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there's a guy named Kevin Coleman, and he was one of the three kind of founding members of Shakespeare and Company. And he kind of heads the education department that spearheads the uh, the fall festival that does the, the festival with with high school kids. Mm-hmm. Um, they their, their process for introducing us to it and, and like, like, just like the... the um, workshop, the month-long workshop I was talking about, it's like really takes it down to a basic level mm-hmm. and yeah, it's just, they're great. They know exactly what they're doing. Well, that's excellent and you know, I, I ask a lot of actors this, I was talking to Joe about it on the show the other day, you know, um, you know, again, I feel like um, although the more actors I talk to, the more I realize this isn't apparently as true as I think it is, but, you know, I think actors can be afraid of Shakespeare, um, you know, and, uh, you know, outside of obviously, uh, you know, going to that workshop and getting other kinds of training, you know, but if somebody, if an actor without any previous Shakespeare training or experience, you know, was going to approach a Shakespeare role for the first time, what advice would you give them? If they had no, if they had no yeah. Shakespeare training or experience yeah. in the past, yeah. Oh boy. Well, um, I would recommend. There's a few books if they have time to to read a little bit. There's a great book. It's um, John Barton's book, uh, Playing Shakespeare. Right. John Barton was the, the guy from Royal Shakespeare Company. Yeah. Um, and that had some really great interviews with you've got like Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart in those, and yeah. like some of the really core. British actors at that time. Yeah. Um, so that's really good. And if you can, like, find a workshop somewhere, there's there's a lot of um, groups in the city that can help people out. There's a great group called the Shakespeare Forum, mm-hmm. um, and they have open workshops twice a week where you can go and they let five people um, work on a monologue. Generally, it's a Shakespeare monologue, but you can do any monologue you want. Um, and you get feedback from the room and from their coaches, and it's like a $5 suggested donation, so it's very accessible. Um, and that group also offers classes. Um, yeah, so, if, but if you're saying specifically if someone was cast in a Shakespeare show and it was their first Shakespeare show? Yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say, like, talk to your cast and see what experience they have and ask them what their approach is and, yeah. and, uh, and get used to get used to the iambic pentameter, definitely. Right. I I love the verse so much. Like, and honestly, you're kind of talking to somebody who uh, is biased because of like 
the fact that Shakespeare was my first exposure to theater. Right. Um, Shakespeare is like kind of my home base, I feel, a lot of times. And so I sometimes I'm like, oh, this is in prose. Oh, man, I have to like not do the verse thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But like the verse for me really gives me a great structure to like find the starting point of how to how to approach the lines and the text. Um, so yeah, if you're starting out, definitely like start to recognize the verse and get that in your body. Very cool. And, and uh, don't be afraid to ask for help. I mean, you can always ask the director. If the director is doing Shakespeare, I'm sure he recognizes or she that, um, you know, it's tough and it's not what we're used to speaking like. And so they're going to help you out as well. Absolutely. And uh, I didn't know about that other thing you mentioned. Did you say it was called the Shakespeare Forum? Yeah, Shakespeare Forum. Yep. So we'll post the link, to, we'll post info for that in the episode notes as well. That sounds like a terrific uh, resource. And yeah, the Barton thing, you know, uh, for people that don't know, there's the book, there's also the DVDs, because it was actually a live workshop. Right. And I guess it was in the 80s. Um, and you're right, all those people. Yeah, are, yeah. And I think these... And you know, I thought... What's that? I, I'm sorry, I think I was... I, they, you can find them on YouTube. That's um, what I was going to say. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I think you can yeah. find some of it on YouTube. It's probably available to purchase online. So, yes, it's it's definitely out there. Um, yeah. Very cool. And, yeah, exactly. You see all these all these famous actors uh, partaking in this thing. Um, very cool. Um, okay, and then, uh, well, I'm sorry, which college did you say you went to? Which college? Yeah. Salem State University. Salem State, right. And uh, yeah. what, was the, what was the training for you like there? What was the theater program like? Oh, they're great. Um, I had some really awesome professors that had been, they'd been at that school for many years. In fact, the... Uh, one of the guys, and he just—he actually just retired, which is a big shame. Um, his name was David Allen George, but he would say he was one of those professors that was always a character. So he would say, "My name is David Allen George, but you can call me Dag to save oxygen." <laughs> He's like one of those guys. Right. But um, he—he he was like one of the founding members of the the theater training program at Sound State, um, and so. And that had, he started that, they started that in like, the, I think, the 60s or the 70s. So um, it's a fairly, you know, in terms of how long a theater training program has been around, it's fairly, fairly new just because of, you know, but, um, but yeah, they're, they're all awesome. And uh, I met a lot of really great actors. Um, yeah, yeah. Anything particular about the training that you want to know about? Well, yeah, a couple of things. So, first of all, you know, when you were getting, when you were, when you were deciding on a college after high school, were you already thinking yeah. definitely that you wanted to pursue acting as a as a career? Uh, in high school, I was very indecisive, um, and so when it came time to um, apply for colleges, I was split because I was I was a kind of a band geek. I was not kind of. I was a big band geek in high school. Um, so I was split. I applied to half of the colleges that I applied for. I was going for music. Mm. Um, and to the other half, I applied for theater. Mm-hmm. And so I like. I basically decided to study theater when I visited Salem State. Nice. Um, I went to a. I went to one of their, you know, open houses, and I got to hear the uh, the theater chairperson professor give a talk and talk about the program um and he just had all these stories about um you know alumni from Salem State who just had this work ethic that they went to the major cities they went to New York they went to Chicago all over and they just worked and worked and had a good attitude that they got from their college training mm-hmm. um and were were finding success in the, in the real world. So I was like, yeah, that's pretty inspiring. Um, and it, I just felt like I felt at home when I visited. So, yeah, perfect. So yeah, that sealed the deal for me. Great. And, um, and did you have to audition for that program? 
No, I didn't audition because I was just, I was getting a BA. Mm-hmm. If you're going for BFA, right. um, you you have what they call juries um, twice a year yep. to stay in that program on that track. Yeah, and I went for the BA because I wanted to minor in music. Coming out of high school, still having that band geek mentality, I wanted to sure. do a music minor. Um, yeah, so that's what I did. Gotcha. And was there any particular acting methodology that they taught you there, or did they kind of give you a little bit of everything? Or it was a little bit of everything. And every each of the professors had had their own background and experience. Mm-hmm. Um, from one of the professors, we did a lot of Grotowski, which is really cool, as well as um, Anne Bogart's viewpoints. Mm-hmm. So we got some of that. Um, we got. Uh, Meisner, we got some, yeah, we got a little bit of everything. It was really cool. Great. Yeah, again, the more actors I talk to about training, you know, obviously some people go to schools that are very specialized in one technique, but a lot of them are, are more general like that, or they have the attitude of, you know, here's a whole bunch of options, and you pick what works for you, which seems to be the most the most reasonable approach. So, um it's cool that yeah. did that in your case as well, that you did get to, to expose to a variety of, of, of techniques. And I think it depends on the on the person, too, on the student. Absolutely. I think if you know that you're the kind of person that really wants to hone in on one thing, then maybe the, the more conservatory style is what's right for you. Right. Um, yeah, I think it depends person to person. And when you finished college and started auditioning and working, you know, did you feel like you had a particular, you know, technique that you that you learned or developed from the training, um, or was it just kind of, you know, you know, you kind of figured it out as you go? I was figuring it out as I went. Yeah. Um, I I look back oftentimes and I feel like I wasn't quite as applied as I could have been. Mm-hmm. Um, I was struggling a little bit with. Uh, self-motivation and and so I like I definitely and that was actually part of kind of the wake-up call when I was um fresh out of college I was like oh man yeah it really like the amount of work that you put into something is actually really gonna make you see the the returns that you get it kind of took me a little while to have that dawn on me like oh if I want to be really successful I probably need to put in more work Right. So that was something that took me a little while to realize. Um, so, yeah, after college, I was definitely still figuring things out and realizing, um, you know, if I want to do really well at an audition, I've got to spend that much more time working on the material and getting prepared. The preparation was uh, it's a big, big deal, definitely. Yeah, so how do you prepare, let's say, for an audition now? Mm, yeah, well, you look at what the... Well, obviously, you, if you can get a copy of the script, you read that, mm-hmm. um, and you can, yeah, and you take a look at what the character is that you're auditioning for, and you just try and, you try and personalize it to yourself as much as you can, try and figure out, okay, um, these are words on paper, but if I'm going to bring this person to life, like, if I'm, me personally, if I'm going to bring them to life, where does he sit in me? Where does this person live in me? Um, and I just try and explore that as much as I can. Um, yeah, that's my that's my basic approach. I like it. And uh, we didn't talk about, you know, your family or your background at all, uh, you know, uh, yet. Um, you know, was mm. were, were your parents uh, supportive of your of your artistic uh, endeavors yeah. and your decisions about what yeah. you wanted to do? Absolutely. Yeah, very much so. Great. My parents came to every show I did, yeah. which was awesome. Um, and my mom, I should say, my mother was a theater major at UNH. Um, so she was right on board, always like, I never had to explain what Tech Week was or anything like that. She was like, right. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Um, yeah, so they were very supportive. Excellent. Um, any particular roles or plays you got to do during college that stand out for you as, you know, poignant experiences? 
Yeah, um, my senior year, I played, um, I had a part in a play called As Bees and Honey Drown, mm. which was a play about a guy who um, was a writer, and he got conned um, by this woman who, like, took him in and was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever read, I'm going to make you huge, you know, and took him around to all sorts of, like, took him out to, to, to dinner and all this stuff, showed him, like, the high life. And then, like, conned him. So then the writer goes to find this woman's, like, best friend from when she was younger. And it's me. It was Mike, the character I played. Oh, cool. And so there's this scene where I'm basically going through the the story of how this woman went from, um, like, a young lady into this con artist. And the scene goes on and on and on. And I just go on this journey where I'm, I'm like going back and forth from the present to the past. And I learned from that, like, you've got to just, like, when you're on stage and there's so much to handle, you just got to take it moment to moment and just be present. Like, you when you're in rehearsal, when you're doing your homework and all that, like, then you can think about all the, like, overarching themes of the play and how am I going to do this and that. But when you're on stage and all you have is what's right in front of you, you got to let all that go and just be in the present. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think the, the analogy I always used to think or the way I used to think about it was, you know, yes, you have to do a ton of preparation and know your lines and your character decisions and, you know, all that stuff. Um, yeah. But then once you're out there, it's kind of like an athlete. You know, once you're out there, you got to just pay attention to where the ball is. You got to trust yourself that all that stuff will come out. But you just got to yeah. be, you got to be in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, I think the sports analogy is really good because it's just the same kind of thing. You're you're performing in in either theater or sports. It's a performance, right. and it's just one thing at a time. Yeah, if you're if you're Tom Brady, you got to think. Okay, first get the ball then find the target, then throw it. If you're thinking about, like, three plays from now, right. you're not going right. to complete those tasks. So, right. yeah, same thing for acting. Right. But, again, again, you, you know, to, to, to be, you know, the, the flip side of the coin is you do have to do that preparation, though, because, you know, if you're an yeah. athlete who hasn't been working out or doesn't know where you're supposed to be for this particular play or whatever – and the ball comes to you, you're not going to be in the best frame of mind uh, to be in the moment and catch it. So it, it really does yeah, make yeah. ways. Um, very cool. And um, so then you said that after college, you did some local theater work uh, up there in Massachusetts before before moving to New York, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Any 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 uh, any any really any. Any particular experiences there that that stand out for you, or? Yeah, yeah, I was um, I was working with a group that um, was really cool. They did a lot of new musicals that one of their like kind of a resident um, composer, really young guy, um, was writing these musicals, kind of like in the style of a Disney musical, kind of um, family oriented, fairy tale oriented musicals. Um, but I mean, this guy was brilliant. He was like, he, his music was super complex. He was this amazing piano player. Um, but I was, I got to play a prince in his, his musical about Rumpelstiltskin. Um, and that was just a lot of fun. Excellent. Um, yeah, yeah. What's the name? <laughs> Did, uh, uh, it was called, uh, Stiltskin. Yeah. <laughs> But there, they, yeah, that was a great group because, um, and this guy, um, this guy named Jay, was kind of spearheading the the theater program. It was it was, the program itself was through kind of like a community, a community building, um, just in kind of like a suburb of the North Shore, and uh, he was really developing it and turning it into something where there were like new plays like that being being written and performed there and he was really turning it from something that was just like 
you know, um, you know, after Sunday school, we're going to go to play rehearsal, you know, nothing wrong with that, but he was like trying to make it into a, uh, a cutting edge program. Um, so it was really cool to be a part of that. Yeah, that's great. I'm sorry that that's what I meant before is what, what is the name of that company or that group? Oh, I'm sorry. It was, uh, stage 284. Nice. So we'll post, uh, the link to them as well in the episode notes. And, um, yeah, of course. And so then, you know, one of the things we talk about on this podcast a lot is, you know, dealing with life in New York and rent and and, and money and all that kind of stuff. Um, when you first got here, you said you moved with some friends that you met at that workshop, right? Well, actually, um, things fell through because as I learned, New York City it's crazy for housing. Yeah. <laughs> Something is going to happen no matter what. So it, it was really important for me to just like not freak out and stay calm and roll with the punches. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Things fell through with the, the living situation um, that we had planned. So um, after I moved out to, I, I had, a, I'd moved out to Long Island to work in the theater. I was there full time. Yeah. Um, so, um, luckily for me, um, I met my current girlfriend at that theater oh, okay. and started dating and we decided we were going to move in together. So we've been living together in the city since then. Um, and it, it really helps us because we're like a team. We're like a making it in New York team. Yeah. So we came back to the city and we were like, all right, let's figure this out and let's figure out how we're going to make rent and and we we split the costs on basically everything so um i was really lucky to have met her at, at the theater there yeah and that's another great story because you know it's one of those things where you never know what's going to happen and you know something that seems like a bummer or a negative thing can lead to something even better or you just never know how how one thing's going to lead to another so in your case you ended up yeah, there yeah. on Long Island doing this, and then this happened, and that's great. And this has come up before, too, where people that are a couple and they live together. Uh, is she an actor as well? Is that, is that how well, you she's a, she, she works in theater, but she's a costumer and a scenic painter. Oh, excellent. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I, had a, I had a costume designer on the podcast uh, a while back as well. She was great. Um, I'd love to get more more people from that world on as well. Um, so my, my point is you're both in, you know, you're in both in theater, both doing, you know, what you're doing. So yeah, this has come up before that, like, since you're both in the game, you can work together and it's good to have that strong home base, you know, as, as a partnership, like you said. So I think that gives you guys a, a really nice advantage. So that's, uh, that's great. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Um, all right. And then, so you've been in New York, like you said, about a year and a half now. Um, and I saw on your resume, uh, besides all the theater, you've done some film work as well. Yeah, that was a little while ago. I actually haven't done much film or TV in a while. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and it, so I, I want to get back into it, but I, I don't have a reel. I don't have much material of myself on camera and so I think what I would do is um, take a few classes mm-hmm. and and have like get into the the, the screen work that way yeah um, and that way I'll have some some stuff of my some material to work with for real makes sense yeah a lot of people do it that way I know it's hard getting started without without a reel and stuff these days yeah um, so do you you know, you mentioned that Shakespeare feels like a home base for you. Obviously, you've done a lot of that um, and other theater. Um, you know, do, do, do you think that, uh, I know you say you haven't done too much film and TV, but you want to do some more. But do you think that, you know, um, theater is ideally, you know, where you'd most like your career to, to focus or you kind of want to do it all? I'd like to do it all. I think theater, I mean, at least for the time being, is my my uh, my home base, like mm-hmm. I said. Um, I would love to get out and do some regional theater and get out 
get out of the city for, um, you know, a few months at a time. Sure. Um, a big goal of mine is to get on the main stage at Shakespeare and Company. Mm-hmm. Um, that would feel like, that would feel like coming home for me. Um, yeah. But yeah, right now it's it's mostly theater for me. Very cool. And um, yeah, this comes up on the show a lot as well. There's a lot of great regional theater work out there. Um, and like you said, it's a great, it can be a great gig and obviously you get to go be somewhere else for a while and, and the whole thing. So for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right. Very cool, man. Well, listen, uh, thank you for, for doing this. Is there anything else you want to talk about or, or mention before we wrap up? I thought of something and this is going back to when we were talking about, um, doing the tech stuff as well as acting. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to say because. I feel like I would potentially upset some um, technical people if I didn't say that, like, just to come out of college with an acting-focused degree and then to jump into the tech stuff, you got to respect that, like, the, the guys working, the guys and girls working on the tech side, they put a lot of time in and they've really studied hard to know what they're doing. Um, and so... I would recommend, like, if you're thinking of that and you're still in school, take some classes and put some time in, like, because it can be a really useful and uh, potentially flexible day job. But there were a few times when I was fresh out of college and trying to learn things, and I was working alongside people that were my age, but they'd put the time in to really know their stuff. And I was standing there like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm kind of trying to learn it as I go. Right. I must look like a big idiot, you know, and potentially, you know, I, I wouldn't have felt if I was them, I'd feel like, who is this guy? Come on. Right. So not that you can't learn on the job, but you got to start somewhere. Have, try and find a, have a, a base knowledge of the basics. If you're going to go into that, just figured I'd mention that. So as to not upset any, uh, any techies. No, absolutely. And, and, you know, Yes, so what, what they do and what you do as well now, you know, is, uh, is, uh, extremely important and extremely, uh, skilled work and, oh, absolutely, 100%. Um, very cool. And so like I said, we'll post the links to all the different things we mentioned, uh, in the episode notes. Do you want to share any of your own, uh, social media? Do you have a website or anything? I don't have a website yet, um. I'm really just on Facebook for now. <laughs> good enough. Good enough. Well, listen, man, yeah. I want to thank you so much for coming on. This was great. Uh, good luck with everything you're yeah, doing. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And at any time you want to come back to plug something particular you're working on or give us an update, you know, you're, you're certainly welcome. Um, and to cool. everybody listening, if you want to reach me about the podcast for any reason, um, you can just email Craft Business Life Podcast. That's all one word. Craft Business Life Podcast at gmail.com. We also have a GoFundMe now. Um, the podcast will always be completely free and completely ad free. But if you want to support it, um, you can do so at the GoFundMe. It's just GoFundMe.com slash Craft Business Life Podcast. And of course, that link is in all our, uh, you know, info as well. Um, so that's it. Uh, again, my guest has been Colin Colford, and thanks, everybody, and until next time, bye-bye.